For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Topic Thunder Podcast. I am your host today, Dylan at Thunder Chats, and I am joined by two lovely gentlemen by the name of, well, they're both not named Jerry, but Jerry's in Oklahoma. What is up, Jerry? Not much, man. Just, uh, you know, debating life, living life, dressing my kid up in jerseys, making it look cute, getting the likes from the Oklahoma City Thunder official Twitter account. Ooh. Uh, yeah, just living my best life over here. I still can't get that follow, but they can like my baby. Ain't that something? Hey, I vouched for you that one uh, dude, bro. I was like, please, if they <laughs> do this, Dylan is so clutch, and they didn't. So we, we've got to we've got to start a movement on Twitter. We got to get Jerry that follow. If I would just quit cussing so much on there, I'd probably already got it. But I'm a dang sailor on that thing. So they're probably like, yeah, I can't associate with that guy. Uh, that that could be true. But uh, we got we got somebody else with us today. We got Connor on his flu game. What up, Cone? Uh, yeah, I, I think flu game might be something a little too strong. Um, <laughs> but you know, podcasting feeling less than hundred percent. If you want to call that my flu game, I'm down. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. The um, you know the tank keeps going and uh, some good results tonight, or at least the Pistons and if the Wolves right now up two with 15 seconds left. Carl Anthony Towns at the free throw line. If they can pull this out, that's huge also for uh, trying to climb those lottery odds. So uh, lot, climbing lottery odds cure all sicknesses. Absolutely, man. And that's the only time I'm going to say absolutely this whole podcast. Thank God. I saw I Jerry to, yeah, yeah, I was about to get in that, but you better watch out. <laughs> whoa. 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 Um, <laughs> all right. So Connor's going to keep his update on the Timberwolves thing. But yeah, man, um, on this uh, on this whole tank season today, you know, right after our game, like you said, you know, Pistons had won. Um, we got demolished by the Sixers, which we'll briefly talk about. Um, but also the Magic was down six with the Lakers with like three minutes left, and they were in a timeout. They came straight out of a timeout. Schroeder hit a jumper. He assisted KCP for a three, and it was just over from there. It's like, all right, this is why we can't have nice things. So, thanks for nothing, Orlando Magic. But, no, man, like, you know, the Pistons losing definitely helps us out. Uh, Right now we are two games behind them for the number four spot in terms of uh, lottery odds. And, you know, we got 11 games left in the season, so it's not impossible. And uh, we lost our 14th straight game tonight. Which you know, I'd be remiss if I did not say this. Uh, this ties the longest streak in Oklahoma City Thunder history. Is that correct? I think Please. so. I, 
I'm pretty yeah. sure if we lose tomorrow, then it's the longest streak in history. And we've got a chance if we lose tomorrow and we lose Thursday, the perfect month for the tank. Absolutely. And, oh, God, I almost did this. Uh, no, but was it our first one during a lockout season? Um, well, they had – I think that uh, they showed a little graphic on Bali Sports, and I think there was two times. So the Thunder did it, and the 07-08 Sonics did it too. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so – But we don't know, count the Sonics. So. Both in the early years. Uh, I have a quick update on the uh, Wolves game. Uh, Mike Conley, after stealing Shea's all-star spot, now just hit a step back three to put the Jazz up one with five seconds left. <laughs> what is going on? That is rude. I do not appreciate so, it, Mike Conley. Yeah, you jerk. This man, Let us have something, man. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, right. this, is, this has been brutal. All right, but hey, guys. Like, like I said, you know, we did play a basketball game against the Sixers tonight. Uh, in which we lost 121 to 90. Um, obviously, Shea, you know, the usual suspects didn't play. We didn't have Shea. We didn't have Horford. We didn't have Moose. Um, we also I, love, have- I love how you mentioned Moose real quick in Horford's death. Shout out, man. Shout out to the legends, the OGs. That's hilarious. But no, we also didn't have Lee Dort play tonight. Um, Baisley and Poku, you know, they were both healthy. Maladon was healthy. I think Tony Bradley also got held out tonight. So, yeah, we was missing some bodies, and it looks like the Sixers are going to be missing some bodies too. But at the last minute, Simmons, Embiid, Tobias Harris all were declared eligible. Paul Reed, I think, was also on in the initial injury report, and he played. And so, hey, I have him. a theory. <laughs> I have a theory. They put all of them in the game because we whooped their rear ends for how many years at their place until they finally got a win. What is it like eight or nine years? It was something ridiculous. Yeah, it was a while. Yeah. So now every single time they see us, they try to put a hole in us and uh mission accomplished tonight, boys. Wrong gear. Good timing. Yeah. And you know, I uh you know, we there's been four games played since the last time we potted, but it's like we was talking on before you know, before we started recording we don't really want to talk about these blowouts right now. Like, you know, there's some good moments, sure, and we'll definitely talk about those, but we don't feel like each game warrants its own highlight. But this is the freshest game, so we are going to do that in a segment we call Single Single Large large Item. item. All right, so, Jerry, I'm going to go to you first just because you're looking at me so smug-like. What is your single large item for tonight's game? If you had to pick... Um, Yeah, a single large item for the game, I would have to say just how Moses Brown, like, always comes out and plays really, really hard, no matter who's in front of him. I mean, Embiid won the war, um, but Moses won a couple of battles throughout that game, and um, I really, really like him. And dang it, I can't have two. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had one more, but it was kind of a low-hanging fruit. So if you guys don't say it, I'm going to say it. Oh, I'm sure it'll get said. But, yeah, Moses Brown, um, this was, you know, full disclosure, this was one of the first games I've got to watch in this past week just because life's been busy with trying to get Nova home and everything, you know, trying to get everything prepared for that. But I uh, I caught the very beginning of this game, like the first five minutes, and then I went for a walk with my kids, and I came back and I watched the rest of the game. But 
right at the very beginning of the game, I saw Moses Brown catch a body on Embiid off a rebound, off a rebound, and uh, I I have been credible, credible. I've been critical of Moses Brown in the past, but I got to say that was that was fun to see. So, shout out Moses Brown there. Uh, Cohen, what was your single large item of the game? And I've I've got Hi, Jerome guesses. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Uh, UVA legend, Ty Jerome, 22 points, two assists, two rebounds. Uh, just a really good game for him. I'm starting right now, um, or I have been starting it recently. The Ty Jerome for the three-point contest uh, campaign is going to start going strong going into next season. Uh, we're going to make it happen somehow. I couldn't pull it off for Mike Muscala this year, so I have my new candidate. Uh, assuming he's still on the team next season, I really hope he would be. And the Timberwolves win. Um, so huh? that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Uh, D'Angelo Russell hit a layup and then they just got a steal, um, on the inbounds play. So the Wolves win beat the jazz, uh, helping once again, those lottery odds, but, wow. uh, Jer- yeah, All there right. we go. Just had to shoot, shot that out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ty Jerome, great game from him. He's just deadly from all over. He makes so many smart plays. There's a sequence in this game where, uh, he sniffed out a backdoor cut and he jumped the passing lane early and got the steal. He then, um, or actually, sorry, the play before that, he broke up a uh, Dwight Howard alley-oop by himself. And then he sniffed out the backdoor cut and then he drilled a three. And that was just a great sequence to watch. He just has such good basketball instincts. He knows what's coming. It's like he studies film constantly because it looks like he always knows what the other team is going to do out there on the floor. And he can shoot from pretty much anywhere on the court. So it's a really welcome player to have after years of not having players that could shoot. I'm glad we have some guys that are showing that potential. And Jerome is a great combo guard. I'm excited to have him for the future. I think he really can be our backup too for the foreseeable future. Uh, just this really smart player, which I we've talked about this before, but it seems like the way that Sam Presti is going is trying to get some of those smart players. Hey, quick question. Does anybody know like what uh, ties three-point percentages like coming off the screen versus off the dribble? I might be able to find that real quick. Let me see if I can find that on uh, NBA stats real quick. Okay. Appreciate you. Sorry. Yeah, no, I uh, I mean, obviously, I love Ty Jerome, too. And what what's interesting about this is he led the team in shot attempts tonight, 12 shot attempts. Uh, Basically and Poku each shot 11 each. And, you know, if we're looking at the team, you know, how it's set up tonight, like those are the guys I want taking the most shots. But, you know, we've talked about Ty Jerome is oozing with confidence. Like he's not scared of the moment. And he doesn't hesitate, you know, whenever he gets the ball in his hands. And uh, I definitely appreciate that. I, I've got a comp for Ty Jerome. I, I want to I hear what you guys think about this. I, I just thought of it. So let, let's see. What I, was, I was actually about to share mine, so I'm glad you're doing this. Oh, Connor, if you got a comp too, man, this is your time. <laughs> uh, I'm going to compare him to Ty Jerome. I'll see if I can think of another one. But <laughs> that, That's a fair it depends, comparison, honestly. And, and, and mine depends on this stat that Cone's going to share with me here in a second. Oh, okay. Uh, mine's JJ Barea. Throwback huh. back in the day, just kind of that spark plug off the bench, changed things with his energy. See, Shot making. Yeah, that, 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 the, the I could see that. Not the size. He's a little bit bigger. Yeah, he's right? bigger than JJ Barea. I just mean like he's not that. as quick, right? No, definitely not as quick. But I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. See, I was thinking a different JJ where I think JJ should have always been, wait a second, hear me out here, hear me out. What does JJ do best? 
J.J. Hickson was pretty good when LeBron first left Cleveland. Wait, wait, wait. All right, that's who you think I'm thinking of? No, Jerry. I'm just, I'm just messing with Okay, you. I was about to say, all right. <laughs> Wrong turn, Dylan. Let's get back on the road over here. He does best uh, coming off screens, Jerry. He does better coming off screens? Yeah. Who does, J.J. or Ty? Yes. No, I'm just saying, J.J. <laughs> no, no, but he does, and that's why I was asking that question, honestly. But – the way he shoots reminds me a lot of it. Like JJ Reddick's shot is yes, it's cleaner. It's like pure as hell. But like, I think JJ Reddick for the most part of his career, except for the first couple of years is like, he should have been on the bench coming off the bench of being that spark plug versus being a starting guy and not being able to play defense. And I think that's where Ty has him at just like, um, you know, Connor said like his defensive, IQ is really high up there and it probably is. He's just a film head, which is good. Just as good as gym rats. So, um, if you can't find it, Connor, it's no big deal. I already made my comp. I'm I'm looking for it. I I think I might be able to find it. The NBA.com website isn't great, but I think I might have it. So just give me a couple minutes. If I find it, I'll let you know. Okay. Well, Hey, what's your comp to Todd Jerome? You got one yet? Um, I mean, I could see like the JJ Barea type thing. I could also see like that JJ Redick, the ability to shoot. Um, I could see it both a little bit. Um, I, th- I almost think he's kind of somewhere in the middle. I'm trying to think of someone who he reminds me of. Kyle Singler. Oh God! I, God, God, I hope not. <laughs> Don't um, curse that man. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> the, the forbidden name. If you see Todd Jerome with a man bun, cut bait immediately. Yeah, please. <laughs> Um, I don't know, really. It's tough because he's, he's unique in a way he remind he, to me, he plays similar to the, I'm not saying this is the type of player he is, but he almost has like a, like a Chris Paul type game where he's very like probe the defense, like get that low dribble into the mid range and kind of look for those different angles and stuff like that. While he's also not afraid to shoot a three, no matter where he's at, um, so I guess kind of like that type of player. So Steph Curry. Yeah. Let's in go, there too. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. So Ty Jerome's like a mix of Steph Curry and Chris Paul is what I will go with my comp for. Him. All right. We're tweeting that out boys. No, I love kidding. that one. I love that one. That's the best one by far. Connor. Hey, but no, Ty Jerome is like fearless from anywhere on the court. Like he's, he's pulling up from Curry range. It's you know, shoot or shoot, bro. That's just yeah. how it is. Four for eight from behind the, you know, behind the arc tonight. He does that pretty consistently. All right. But hey, my single large item for tonight is Charlie Brown Jr. minutes, man. He got signed. We haven't got to talk about it, but, uh, you know, we signed Charlie Brown to a 10 day contract. Uh, he got to play in Philly tonight, which I'm pretty sure he's from Philly. Uh, dude's got some awesome hair. And his name's Charlie Brown, man. Like the memes just write themselves. Like all there's been so many memes, so many jokes on Twitter. It's been a good time. He did hit a three, and honestly, I liked his energy. Uh, I feel like he was getting involved a lot. You know, he did foul three point shooter. He missed, you know, his other three shots. But you know, I, I kind of chalked that up to nerves. You know, playing in your hometown, your first NBA game. So I can't really blame Charlie Brown, and I, I enjoyed seeing him out there. And uh, when he hit a three, the Sixers announcer said, Charlie Brown for three. Good grief. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, was, it was a good time. So, uh, fun fact, uh, he was the only guy on the team tonight with a positive plus minus. Ooh. Yeah. Gary, fun stats f- over here. Yeah. Yeah. 
11 minutes. He's killing it. Wow. No, I, that was actually my little small one too. I'm, I kind of like him. Like, but that's just me with every Thunder player. Like, we throw out my jersey. I'm like, yeah, you're my guy. I'm with you now. Come on. Um, but I just want to remind you that you wanted to cut, or was it Dolan? Somebody on this podcast wanted to cut Isaiah Roby. And uh, I think, I think tonight, was think, it you? I think we all kind of was thinking Roby was going to make the cut early on. Not me. Well, all right. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. It was nice seeing Roby out there tonight, too, though. It was yeah, really no. good to see him back and still getting back in the groove of things after being out a while. He showed some sauce there late in the game. Yeah. He had a nice little drive off of coast to coast, but he uh, he he did struggle just like the rest of the team. But, yeah, I, I think we've talked enough about this game. Um, you know, shout out to B-Ball Paul Reed, who is probably the most exhilarating basketball player I've seen since – LeBron first came to Cleveland, so that was fun. <laughs> oh my god! I, I swear, man. Anytime, anytime he had the ball in his hands, he was doing something crazy. That that tip slam reverse, like what the frick? <laughs> who's who's doing that in garbage time NBA games? Those guys. Yeah, Paul Reed, that guy. Just yeah, just, just him. Um, all right, guys. Well, we're going to transition to our next topic before we have a little fun here. And, you know, like I said, we did play a couple more games. We played the Wizards twice. We played the Pacers once. And I'm just going to ask you cumulatively if you guys are taking those Wizards game, the Pacers game, and, of course, tonight's Sixers game. And who is your player of the week for the Thunder? And I'm going to go with Connor first because I went with Jerry first a second ago. Um, all right, I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit and say Darius Baisley. Uh, he's been the guy who's really been stepping up recently. Uh, he's had some really good scoring outputs. He tied his career high, or he got his career high and then tied it in the following game. Um, he just keeps scoring over 20 points consistently at this point. He is struggling with efficiency issues, but the la- I feel like the last couple of nights, he's kind of letting the game come to him a little bit more. He's kind of figuring it out. Uh, something people have to remember with Darius Baisley is he missed a lot of time this season, like mm-hmm. a lot of time. And so while a lot of that season, a guy, a guy like Dort was taking that time to develop. Poku was developing during that time. Baisley missed out on all of that. It was a big chunk of his season that he missed. And at the same time, he's now playing without SGA, who gets guys way easier looks. He's trying to reintegrate back into an offense full of guys who weren't playing when he was out there on the court originally. So he's finding his groove. I feel like he looks better every single night. He had a couple of moves tonight that were really impressive and like got me out of my seat. He had that one like Euro step around Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. finishing high off the glass with the left hand. He has these moves that I think as he continues to like learn, he continues to kind of find his rhythm in the game. He's going to get more comfortable and ultimately... I think people, I don't know why people are giving up on Baisley like so easily during this season. Um, he's, Olivia. He's, he's like, <laughs> like, even when he was drafted, he's like, we understand Poku's like a project guy. We get that. But I think maybe just because Baisley has shown so many flashes that were ready for him to be really good, really fast. And I think he will still be really good. We just have to give him more time because he is like Poku. He was a raw prospect coming into things, didn't play college basketball. He was a New Balance intern um, and he dealt with a lot of injury this season. So you got to be patient with him. I think he's really coming along. A lot of tenacity on both the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. Very aggressive, which is exactly how I want to see him keep playing this season 
put up 30 shots a night if you want to. Do whatever the hell you want. Find your rhythm. And he, I need him to use this time to develop and show why he still is such an important part of this team. There were people tweeting at me the other day like, oh, would you be willing to give up Baisley to move up in the draft? And I was like, it depends. Are we jumping from like five to one or is it like one spot? Um, I'm still really high on Baisley. I think he has a ton of potential. And I, I just hate that some people already like, like coming into the season, it was Shea, Dort, Baisley. Those are our guys. Mm-hmm. And some people have already pushed him way off after playing like 18 bad games. So, who Who is it uh, that uh, uh, it was the Josh Green fan account? He tweets it out every Oh, DTU. DTU uh, gave up on Baisley early on and they like post screenshots of him slandering Baisley every day. I think it might have been him who asked me about if uh, we should trade Baisley in the draft. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man. No, I still love Bays. I still want his jersey. I still think he's going to be something big. All right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like Baisley too, you know, regardless of what Jerry's going to say about it, you know, in the Olivia pod. I just said that in comparison to the other players, you know, like you said, Shea and Dort and their improvement that they showed, Baisley had not yet showed it. But like I also said, I'm not giving up on Basley. I'm still very high on Basley. I think he's got a lot of potential, and you know he's got that basketball IQ. He's got a high basketball skill and acumen. So, uh, yeah, man, I I am happy to see Basley balling out, and I, I like seeing an aggressive Basley, man. I like watching him drive to the lane, and you know, doesn't matter who's down there. Like he's just you know being aggressive with it, and you know, looking for a shot. So, I, I'm liking it for Basley. Uh, Jerry, who is your player of the week? Russell Westbrook. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, uh, <laughs> I was going to let you go. I mean, you know, yeah, no, no, no. In reality, I actually went back and watched like parts of those games and then fell asleep to him. Uh, it's so nice seeing him still just like wreck shop, even though it was us that he was wrecking. He uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he kept his streak going. I think we held him to what? We 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 held him to little points that second go around, but first go around. Was it the first go around? Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh like I said, I fell asleep to him on separate nights. So uh, yeah, it was just cool to see him still doing his thing. Uh always gonna have love for the Rust Master. Uh, but from a Thunder perspective, uh I'm gonna end up in going with I'm going to end up going with Teo and it was just because he had some high assist numbers for two out of those four games. Um, got beat up a little bit, but they were definitely mismatch issues. If you're looking on the other side of the ball. Um, I just really like what he brings coming from a point guard pedigree, such as <laughs> myself. Um, I really do appreciate like true, point guards and he's one of them all the way like i still think my tony parker comp is something that can come to fruition uh given you know the continued opportunities that he's earned um because he's not a total dingus on the defensive end either uh yeah i just i really love Teo. You know, I, I i like Teo too i like seeing what he's done and he was actually gonna be my pick for player of the week um, yeah, I mean, not, you know, for all the things you said, but, you know, let's call it what it is. 
at the beginning of the month, Teo had kind of hit his rookie wall. You know, he was struggling to get a shot to fall. He kind of looked out of place there at, at times. But over this past week, he started to look more comfortable. You know, against the Wizards the other night, he had 20 points. Uh, tonight, he had 10 points. But, you know, he shot 50% from the floor, 50% from three. So he's starting to get more comfortable picking his spots a little bit more effectively in those games. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what Teo can bring. Um, like I said, all year, I kind of think his ceiling is kind of like that six-man role, you know, kind of Shea's backup at this point. But I would be happy to be wrong about that. I think that he can start at the two in stretches if he can continue his shooting, which I'm curious what he's shooting from three this year. He's shooting 35% from three as a rookie, so that's not bad. So I, uh, I'm i on board with Teo. I like some Teo Maladon, Maladon, whatever you want to call him. I like him, whatever his name is. <laughs> All right, boys. That was the week that was. Let's let's get into some fun here with the segment we call The Choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this, you can get with that. That's what it's called. But would you rather? So, first of all, we're going to go to the draft. Obviously, it's a very important evening for Thunder fans and the future of the NBA as a whole. And I'm going to start with Jerry here. Jerry, would you rather have the number one pick or the two and the five pick? So not, not just number one pick, obviously, because we'll have two first-round picks. So I'll say the number one pick and the number 17 pick, okay. which I think is where we stand right now with Miami's pick, or the number two and the number five pick. So question, mm-hmm. is this – This year. Well, no, no, no. I understand that. Okay. But – so that's where we would fall at in the lottery. Like that's how it would fall out pretty yeah. much. So in the best, in a really good situation, we have the two and the five is what you're implying. here. Well, it depends on what situation you think is good. I'm just saying like the lottery okay. happens and we got one okay, and 17 okay. and two okay. and five. Thank you. Sorry. I'm a little slow. Um, <laughs> so with all the assets that we have, like the treasure trove and, we have a fun, you know, a couple of fun little projects we wouldn't mind giving off or a couple of big contracts that we'd like to match um, and maybe trade up to get the number one. Um, and I think you could easily do that, even with the five. I mean, just toss a bunch of crap at them that you're going to get rid of anyway or do like a three-way trade or something and make it work. Um, but if I had to keep them, keep them underneath that premise, I'm going with the one in 17. Just because I like I like Presti's record in that mid draft now, like he's he's struck rich twice in a row already. Um, we got what Baisley and Poku, pretty much in that in those areas. Hey, seventeen is the pick that got Poku, so yeah, there you go. All right, Connor, what what about you, man? Would you rather have the number one and number seventeen, or the two and the five? Um, give me the two and the five. I'll take the. I think I'll take the two and the five. I just think, I don't know. I think that with the two spot, there's so many interest. Like obviously, Kate Cunningham for a lot of people is that guy. I don't think the gap is too far down to two. And you add in the fifth overall pick. If we can add, like I think Evan Mobley would be incredible to get at that second overall pick. I think Mobley would be so good to get. And that that five spot, like it's probably going to be Jonathan Kuminga, who's the guy at that five spot. I think. I think. 
Suggs, Green, Mobley, and Cade go those top four. And if we can get Kuminga, that's a huge pickup too at all the way at five. I say all the way um, there at the five pick. I don't know. I just love the like the thought of adding two more top five talent guys in the draft to this already stacked young core. Shea, Dort, Baisley, Poku, Teo. And I think that if those guys develop getting two top five picks, I mean, we could get a guy at 17, but it's probably going to be more of like a project guy. I think we go for those guys because this team has already shown potential to have the ability to be good right now. Um, if those guys develop, if we get like a Mobley and say we get a Kuminga, say those are the two guys we get, we roll out a starting lineup next season of like Shea, Dort, um, like maybe even like Kuminga, Poku, and Mobley or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's That's crazy. I just I'm ready to see us get these more like more of these young guys. I want that two in the five. Um, also, because then the Rockets don't get it, and um, Rockets fans have been telling me about how they're going to get not get that five pick, and I'm pushing for it. So I just want I want those two top five picks. You know that is fair, and I, I could see both sides. I know most of the smart people will tell you one in seventeen because it guarantees you the number one pick, and you can get the guy that you think is the guy like a hundred percent, like you're not just banking on somebody else. Um, But you gave a compelling argument. And I think what's still the deal for me is you saying that Houston doesn't get their first round pick. So I am also going to go with the two and the five, just because I don't want to see the Rockets. happy. I mean, it also helps because we have like their future picks too. And if Mm -hmm. we, if they, if they don't get that top five guy this year, they're probably going to be pretty bad again for the foreseeable future. So. Another I mean, thing to think about. John Wall is going to come out and hoot next year based on his comments lately in the media. So, I mean, I'd love to see. I don't, but do we have their pick? What's our situation on their pick again next year? I'm blanking with all of them that we, we have. Don't have them next year. I think the next pick we have for the Rockets is like 24. Three or I was, four. I was going to say, I think, I think it's 23. Yeah, it's not. I think it's, yeah. I'm going to pull it up real quick. That sounds right. So John Wall can do all he wants next season. All John Wall wants to do. If John Wall wants to go off, hell yeah, go for it. But after that, oh uh, no, it is twenty twenty four. Aha, twenty four and twenty six. Yeah, first round picks, and they're both top four protected, just like this year's is. So, gotcha. Uh, all right, all right. That brings me to my next. Would you rather? This is player combinations via the draft. So, um. I posted this on Twitter and I had another combination in there, but it was the overwhelming favorite and I felt stupid as soon as I posted it. So I'm going to ask you guys the two. So would you rather have Jalen Suggs and Corey Kispert after the draft or Jalen Green and Scotty Barnes after the draft? And I'll go to Connor first here. Um, I think I'll go Green and um, Barnes. Uh. I think I think Green because I think that's a good mix. Green gives mm-hmm. us like a dynamic score next to Shea. Someone's got to help take that scoring load off of Shea, and I think Jalen Green has the ability to do to do so. And also adding a guy like Scotty Barnes, who I think is really really high defensive potential uh, next to a guy already like Luke Winsdort. Um, You put those two. Uh, if you roll out a lineup next season of like a like a Shea, you've got um, Jalen Green next to him at the two. Put Dort and Barnes out there somehow. I don't know. I just think there's so much potential there. There's a lot of versatility. 
I, th- I think I just like my options better with that. I'm not super high on Kispert just because he feels like a guy that it would be really good to add to like a team that's already good. Like I see him as like a, a great like shooter type player, role player that any team would like to have. I think we could aim higher than that. I think Scotty Barnes has the higher ceiling. All right. What about you, Jerry? Man, it's kind of tough just because I can never, ever, ever trust Gonzaga guys in the league. Um, I, I can't think of all the hype that they've ever had around a bunch of guys and they've never really panned out. Uh, Rui, I guess, is one, but golly. Just the thing I don't like about Scotty Barnes is like he's all over the place with his consistency, even at the college game. Like, he got a beautiful body, don't get me wrong. Six nine guard. I mean, that's fun. Uh, I'm gonna have to go the second one too, just because Jalen Green, like, he outweighs a lot of the situation. He was really fun to watch in the G League. He was really fun. Yeah, I, I think I think I would also choose Jalen Green, Scotty Barnes. I think what's interesting about the Suggs Kisper um, combination is obviously you know they were college teammates, so they have a chemistry going into the Thunder team. And from everything we saw, you know that Gonzaga Bulldogs you know team locker room whatever was was a good culture. So I feel like you know they would fit kind of seamlessly in the Thunder culture and. Jalen Suggs is a guy that can play on ball, off ball. I think that he would be a fun uh, fit next to Shea and Kispert. The idea of Corey Kispert is perfect for the future of the Thunder because he opens things up for a guy like Shea who drives more than anybody in the league. And if you have somebody open up the floor like a Corey Kispert, then that's awesome. Uh, my worry with Corey Kispert is he's just another Nick Stauskas. And I, I don't want to draft that in the top 10. So uh, I will also go Jalen Green and Scotty Barnes, who I had somebody describe Scotty Barnes as a happy Kawhi as his uh, ceiling. So I'm all on board with a happy Kawhi Leonard. Um, but Great yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I think, uh, I think what's important to note with uh, Green and Barnes, you know, when Connor was kind of listing that lineup, like say you start Shadort, Green Barnes and Poku, like, all five of those guys can handle the rock. They can make plays offensively. And, you know, they have, you know, that basketball skill like we're talking about, but they also have high basketball IQ. They know what to do with the ball. They can create for themselves as well as others. So it gives you versatility that we don't have with Moses Brown on the court right now. So that's a uh, classic Dylan taking a shot at Moses Brown. <laughs> I know. Golly. Just one, one pod. Just leave him alone for one pod. <laughs> I love the guy. His motor is you gotta have a guy around like that. You have he dunked to. on Joel Embiid and Dylan still dunked on him this episode. <laughs> yeah. Unreal. Yeah. All right, all right. Got a got got a player question for you. Would you rather just in a vacuum have Norman Powell or Gary Trent Jr.? Jerry. That's easy. What you got? You've got to go GTJ. Okay. You absolutely have to. That dude is a baller, an absolute baller. And Norman Powell, like, the only thing he really brings is, like, defensive versatility and, like, three out of, like, six games. Oh, probably less than that. But, I don't, yeah, GTJ all the way. How about you, Cole? Uh, 
so I think right now Norman Powell is the better player, but I'm very high on Gary Trent Jr. I'm I'm happy as hell that he got out of the Western Conference and went over to the Raptors, yeah. so we don't have to play him all the time. I really like Gary Trent Jr.'s game. I think if the Blazers are trying to win now, Norman Powell is the better player for them. The only problem is that they're kind of stuck. It feels like this core is kind of capped out right now. Uh, this is something I was just uh, thinking about like the other day. The Blazers just feel like a team that they're on the verge of something like big shakeup. And I think having an asset like Gary Trent Jr. would have been huge for them if they were like, all right, we want to go out and get another all-star next to Dame. Let's trade CJ, Gary Trent Jr. in like a pick or two. I think that's a pretty good package for a team that um, is willing to give up a star of some kind. Mm -hmm. So I know you said in a vacuum, but now I really want to talk about all this (laughs) stuff. Um, I'm really high on Gary Trent Jr. I like Gary Trent Jr.'s game a lot. And I think it might... Like if Norman Powell doesn't and the Blazers don't amount to anything with Norman Powell, I think it they might come back to like kick themselves about that because, like I said, that uh, the Raptors like future backcourt potentially of like Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. That's that's nice. No, nah, dude, the Raptors young the the young core of the Raptors: Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Chris yeah. Boucher. If you, or Chris, yeah, it's Boucher, not Boucher. Not Bobby Boucher. It's Chris Bush. Whoa, 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 water boy. In there. Um, but also, like, you know, they haven't been great this year. Like, they're right on the edge of the play-in. It's possible that they're going to have a top-10 pick to also add to that young core this year. So, um, and, you know, obviously it's been a weird year for them. It's been a weird year for everybody, but especially for them because they've been playing in Tampa. Uh, mm-hmm. If they get back to the six, you know, start getting back to winning ways, it could uh, – that young core could be a problem for the Eastern Conference teams for quite some time. But, no, I – yeah, I just want to throw it out there because, you know, it. I get why the Blazers did it. You know, they didn't want to have to pay Gary Trent Jr. the max or, you know, however much money they wanted to pay. They You know, they couldn't afford him, and they wanted a more win-now player. So, I get why they did it. But, yeah, man, like, like y'all talked about, I love Gary Trent Jr.'s game. I love that dog in him. Like, he just – you know, he – he doesn't back down from any challenge. He's a problem. He's Offensively. A problem. Yeah, everywhere. Ice in his veins. Yeah. Uh, I think – was it against us that he – no, it wasn't against us that he hit a game winner. He hit, he a, hit a bunch. Oh, no, it was against the Nuggets because uh, Composo started doing the – flopping <laughs> That was a really good sound effect for that. I really like that. The it's audio field. medium, man. I got, I got to put it up there. So That's hilarious. Yeah, so that, that, that's what I wanted to do. All right, I got one more would you rather here before we get into our game. This is uh, on the court, all right? You're Brandon Knight, Kentucky legend. Would you rather be crossed up by Kyrie Irving in the Rising Stars Challenge or would you rather be dunked on by DeAndre Jordan on the alley-oop? We're going to Jerry first, as he thinks intently. <laughs> yeah. Man. All right, so with the crossover, if I'm getting crossed up, am I falling, or is he just crossing me up? You, you've like, seen the play. It... You're Brandon Knight in that moment. So like, Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so you're uh, fully on your butt. Yeah. Oh man. I think he falls on his face because Kyrie yeah. goes to a step back and Brandon Knight tries to go and is you know he just gives out and falls forward. Yeah. No, nah, he slipped on the floor from his butt sweat. Uh, 
Golly. And let me get dunked on real quick. Like, people forget dunks, but you never forget a crossover. Like, you think people forget dunks? I'm just, that was a little exaggeration. <laughs> going with that. I can't forget any of them. All right. But yeah. 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 I don't want to get, no. Like, you can jump over me, but I have to, like, stay on my feet at least. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. I'm getting dunked on. All right. What about you, Connor? Uh, let me get dunked, or not let me get dunked on. Let me get crossed over. I can make excuses. Oh, the floor is slippery. Oh, it's Kyrie Irving, some of the greatest handles of all time. I have seen that clip of Brandon Knight getting baptized way more times than I've seen the clip of him getting crossed over. On the like, people use that as a meme. Like when they're talking about someone like beating someone in something, or like, like just they're, when they're trying to make a meme out of something, they're going to use that Brandon Knight dunk over the crossover. And I'll, I'll go to my grave saying, oh, I slipped on. There was like dusty. There was sweat on the floor, whatever. But if I jump up and DeAndre Jordan kills me like that, I don't stand a chance. There was nothing I could say. And the fact that he like, he falls to the ground and he gets like stepped over too. No, I I, I couldn't handle that. Let me let me get crossed over. Yep. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I respect both your answers. Uh, I think I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to get dunked on. And here's why. Uh, the crossover happened in a exhibition type game, so it wasn't like super crazy competitive. And you know, it happened like you know, I got crossed over. I definitely, you know, it was bad. But in an actual NBA game, I tried to jump and I tried to you know make a defensive play. I didn't shy away from it. I tried to be there and do what was right. And of course I got dunked on because dude's freaking huge and he's a monster and he jumped high, but daggone it. I tried. It's like AD said when he was on our pod, you know, if you're in the league long enough and you're playing defense, you're going to get crossed up. You're going to get dunked on. And if you're not, then you need to look in the mirror. So there we go, man. I'm playing defense. I'm like, I don't care if it's DeAndre Jordan. (laughs) I'm going to go up there and try to contest him a little bit. (laughs) I respect it. That's an Isaiah Stewart mentality. Hey, yeah. Cones over here talking about, yeah, I'm going to say that there was sweat on the floor. <laughs> dunked on like, like no. the ballers we are, Dylan. No, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll try and make the defensive player. If I get dunked on, I get dunked on. But, you know, I, 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 I can try and make my way out of it. I'm going to tell my kids, like, my kids are going to see it. Their friends are going <laughs> to clown them for it at school. I'm be like, no, 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 no. Let me explain this to you. This is the other thing. Like, I, I pride myself as a lockdown defender. So if I get crossed up, it's like a big deal on the court. But yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a six foot white guy. If somebody out there comes and out athletes me and dunks on me, good. You probably should. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like five seven. He he would totally just jam on me all the way. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. That's where we're at there. So. All right, boys. Hey, that was our that was our first segment of Would You Rather. I think I think it went good. I had some fun with that one. So uh, we're gonna move on to our next segment, and this is just our little mini game segment. What time is it? Game time! All right, we uh, we did this probably about a month, month and a half ago. Uh, Connor did against I think Alex, maybe Maddie Moles as well, but. Uh, it was trying to see how many players had a hyphen in the NBA, and Connor won. Um, Connor also won our string of trivia questions a couple weeks before that. So Connor is undefeated when it comes to these games here. Uh, as he said at the top of the pod, he's not feeling well. 
this is his flu game. Is he going to be like Jordan or is it going to be like anybody else with the flu? We will soon find out. All right, boys. So our very own Lugans Dort, his last name, it's one syllable. I want you guys to go back and forth and try to tell me how many NBA players have one syllable last names. Okay. We're going with Jerry first. Put your hands up, Connor. I don't trust you. You'll probably type them out now. <laughs> There's Google for everything. We'll uh, for this. As somebody who went through and counted every individual name, I promise there's not Google for this. All right. Uh, bull. No. <laughs> A number. How many, bro? Oh, how many? I'm sorry. But we, we don't got time for you to. Try yeah, to get I, off. I was like, golly, Dylan, you got really, really down there in the weeds. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah, I got a little um, checklist. Like, oh, oh, there it is. <laughs> All right, so how many? And I'm going to give you guys five guesses each, and then I'm going to start saying higher or lower. Okay. I'm going to say 24. Connor. 47. Jerry. Hmm. <laughs> 26. Connor. 31. Jerry. 13. Connor. I'm worried that he's laughing. Now I'm... (laughs) (laughs) We're either way, way too low or we're just missing it. It's one or the other. Um, Let's go with... Let's go with 89. Jerry. Mm. 14. <laughs> Taking the prices right approved. Staying on that number. Uh, Connor. Um, 92. All right. You just got one more guess, and then we'll start higher or lower. In okay. Jerry. So I want everybody to remember that one time that I dunked on Matty Moles, and I guessed on the first try for the tiebreaker. Yeah. Um, and I'm about to do it right now. For okay. second place. Yeah. We got to know that. It doesn't matter. I still <laughs> dunked on him. Um, <sighs> all right, let's go with forty-seven. Connor. Um, let's go sixty-eight. All right. Neither one of you got it. So, okay. Jerry, starts hey. off again. I'm start higher or lower. You. All right. 23. Higher. Connor. 41. Higher. Jerry. 48. <laughs> Higher. It's definitely way up there. Uh, let's just, go. He just barely jumped up. <laughs> That's 56. Higher. Ninety-three. Higher. Okay. Uh, one eighteen. Lower. Oh, damn, I was trying not to do that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Me neither. We still got a big gap here. My I odds know. are slim. I just didn't want to get the lower one. I wanted to let you <laughs> let you get it. Yeah, got, I mean, got we got twenty, 20 numbers there. Yeah, I've, yeah, I'm like damn near four percent. 
chance of hitting this. Um, let's go with 113. Lower. 107. Lower. 94. Higher. <laughs> that would have been good. Uh, 99. Lower. Whoa. Uh, so what's game now. So so it's 99 to what's the what's the lower number now? 95 or 94? It's 94 90, is. Yeah, 99 94 is. to 94. Man. Yeah. What you got? Uh, I gotta stick with my approach. 95. Higher. We know Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> So what are the three numbers that are left? Six, seven, eight. Ah, uh, shoot. I, well then, okay. So I, I have to get. I can't guess seven. I have to guess eight or six because otherwise I just give it to them. Let's go. Ninety-eight. Lower. Oh no. Oh shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> do you stick to your approach? Do you go up to ninety-seven or do you go ninety-eight? Oh, this oh, is or, um, Yeah. Oh God! Six or seven. I know it's Shag in the Hornets game at the end, uh, the beginning of the year. Oh God! All right, he's got Cody Martin on his heels. He's pulling up. Will he connect? I have to do it again. I've gone this far with the approach. Ninety-six. Connor. Ninety-seven. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. Wins. <laughs> well done. Well done. Game over. Game over. I'm glad you stuck to your guns because if you didn't and you got that wrong, I would. I don't know how you would have slept. <laughs> uh, I probably wouldn't have been able to. Seriously, I would have had to go pull it truly out of the fridge, chug it, and then try to go to bed because that would have mm. been a terrible way to lose. Good, good game, Connor. Good game. Very good game. <laughs> Just, I'll accept the loss on that one. A man stuck to his guns. He beat me. <laughs> got to stick to his principles, there, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna lie. I was. I was shocked. Like. You know, when I was in the beginning, I was like, oh, th- there is way more single-syllable do- single last names in the NBA than I thought. Yeah, 96. That's, that's insane. So, it is nuts. Jerry, Jerry guessing 13 over here. <laughs> Dude, I had to set the bar somewhere. Like, <laughs> I was honestly just trying to get those five picks over with as quick as possible so we could move on. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Get to the higher or lower. Our last segment, we're not going to do Shay or Nay this week. We're going to switch it up. We've 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 been a little quirky today, so we're going to keep it up here. And I'm just going to ask you, what you guys watching? So this right here, I'm just going to ask you guys to recommend a TV show that you are watching or have watched and uh, hype us up a little bit for it. So I think we started with Jerry there, so I'm going to go with Connor first. Oh, man, I'm not ready. Um <laughs> I've I've have been busy with school recently, so I haven't had time to watch too much. Um, but I guess like what I just finished watching, which just ended, was Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm a big yes. Marvel guy, um, yes. so that's what I've been watching as of recently. I haven't had time to watch too much else. But um, many nights, I stayed up till three a.m. to watch it as soon as it came out. Pretty much every single night, it came out. Actually, yeah, I think every single night it came out. So um, my already terrible sleep schedule just got worse, and I enjoyed every moment of it. So really enjoyed it. Um, excited for Loki coming out in, I think it's July. Uh, a long time to wait for another Marvel series. I'm disappointed. We got spoiled with uh, 
WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier back to back. So waiting on it, but I'm really excited. They've done really well with the format so far. I'm excited to see what comes next. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I've I've told you this. I'll wake up at six AM, you know, to start my work day and I'll see Connor's good night. We're gonna say it back two hours ago. I'm like, why? Why are you still awake, dude? But no, yeah. Falcon War Soldier was a great show. Like if you haven't seen it, like highly recommend it if you're into Marvel stuff. I know Jerry, you're you're not particularly into Marvel, but uh WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, both great shows. Both completely different shows, but they're great in their own way. So that's all I'll say about that. And uh let's go to Jerry, man. Jerry, what you watching? Uh, honestly, it's been uh, a lot of Grey's Anatomy. Um also this is a really good season. Uh my wife got me into it like five years ago, four or five years ago. And I absolutely fell in love with the story. And here I am uh, crying over it sometimes. Uh, being vulnerable to you guys right now. I hope you guys <laughs> can, can take that. Uh, <laughs> no, but I've, we've been watching that. Uh, I don't know why, but in, in my view, you can tell who gets the remote in my house. Um, if it's not a Thunder game or a 49er game on. Uh a lot of floor Bama shore that show is like a complete train wreck and it's hilarious all at the same time. So you like some reality TV, I see. And I grew up on real world and road rules, like the original one, man. So it's just sort of, I like when you throw a bunch of strangers in a house together, weird crap happens, even though some of it's scripted. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes that's even weirder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, as far as me, man, um, you know, obviously I watched Falcon Winter Soldier and everything, but I, I tweeted about this earlier. Two shows that my wife got me watching that are, I never would have watched by myself, but after watching them and getting into them, they're they're just wild. Like, they're incredibly great shows, like the acting, the story, and everything like that, but, like, just the premise of them is wild. And the first one's you. And I know, you know, we talked about before the pod, you guys have seen you and it's, it's just insane. <laughs> that, Like I said, whoever wrote that book is a complete psychopath. Like that is such a good way of writing it. And I think, isn't it straight out of the book or pretty dang close to the book from what I heard? That's why it's taken forever. Um, it, it could be. All I know I is the acting in that show is ridiculous. Yeah, homeboy puts on like the best, like I'm gonna kill you face um ever. So yeah, that, that show's great. Absolutely amazing. Good piece of writing. Yeah, and yeah. The, oh go ahead, Con. No, I was just I was just agreeing. Yeah. I I like it. So the other one I got and this one I tweeted about I tweeted I tweeted about both of these and I got you know some feedback on you some people have seen you but nobody said anything about this and it's gonna be you know hard to like defend in like a small amount of time but the handmaid's tale if you guys haven't watched the handmaid's tale it is one of the craziest shows i think i've ever seen and i i could try to give you like a 30 second like overview of it and, and it wouldn't do it justice just like the story the acting um the character development like it's it's insane it's it's on hulu um you know connor you talking about the gap that we're having between falcon winter soldier and loki 
and um, Haymaker's Tale season three comes on Wednesday. So that is going to fill my gap until he's there. So I'm excited. But yeah, basically, um, what it is is like this religious group takes over the country, and uh, everybody's sterile. They can't have babies except for you know select women, and they take these women and they force them to make babies for them. And it follows one character and the one character wants to kind of overthrow this. And you kind of watch her journey of how she, you know, makes alliances with other people, you know, within this government and how she, you know, just kind of starts to try to get herself out of there. And it's a really good show. I, I know I do a bad job of explaining it. I do a bad job of explaining a lot of things, but yeah. Try it out. If you're bored, you don't got nothing to watch, try it out on Hulu. So Yeah, my wife said we're about to start watching it. So uh, Get ready, man. It is wild. Yeah. Yeah, we usually binge like something, and then we go without binging for a while, and then we'll binge again. We like to let episodes build up. We don't like to just watch it because we hate waiting. Yeah, I feel that. So I feel that. But, yeah, boys, that uh, – that's our episode this week. I appreciate you guys coming on, Connor. Appreciate you toughing out your sickness. Jerry, I appreciate you coming on after a tough day's work. Thanks, and sir. Uh, our listeners, I appreciate you guys listening to us. You know, I, I know it's not always fun to listen to a podcast uh, when we're on a 14-game losing streak, and there's not a lot of positives to point out, but there's a lot at the end of the tunnel, and even until then, we're going to try to make it fresh and fun for you guys, and we appreciate your guys' support nevertheless so you guys have a great night god bless wash your hands wear a mask get vaccinated and don't forget thunder up thunder up, thunder up. thank you for listening to the topic thunder podcast our podcast is available to subscribe on apple spotify stitcher and google play or anywhere else you listen to your podcast be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review and follow us on twitter at okc topic thunder thunder up Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.